Welcome, welcome, welcome again to another episode of Sneaks, Rhymes, Life. But this one is at the movie. So I am your host, Lionel McDonald, and I have with me... Your co-host, Karen LaRue, a.k.a. Kate in Sneakerland. All right. So there's no way that we could let this movie slip through our fingers without having a conversation about it. I think, you know, it's been talked about... uh, so frequently in in recent times so it's the movie air the air is essentially it is about the history and i guess how it came to be that michael signed with nike and ultimately the jordan brand was created and the backstory that had now obviously yeah this is a hollywood movie um i've I've seen other documentaries that have kind of referenced this and how it goes so we'll kind of get into how these characters were portrayed so again that's kind of the intro you know and i don't think i really had before i saw the movie any preconceived notions of how this is i know the story it's well documented um i I think you can read magazines there's so many articles that have been written on it but karen what what are your thoughts what are your thoughts before you saw it and then we can kind of get into it what it looked like actually when you saw it i didn't have any preconceived expectations going into seeing this movie I knew it was the backstory I knew it was you know the birth of the Jordan brand as well um but other than that I really didn't go in expecting too much from the movie um I thought it would be at least entertaining it would keep my it would keep me glued to the screen wanting to know more and wanting to see more about the whole backstory yeah so i think as we we talk about this so the story essentially for those that have never seen this and now obviously you're going to see some very interesting facial expressions if you're watching on on youtube but it's available on all streaming platforms plus youtube uh sneaks rhymes in life and you know as we roll through and i think we're approaching now episode 130 um over the last couple of years which is kind of wild uh, in, in its own its own premise but this movie air is essentially the birth of michael signing with nike and the jordan brand and everything that kind of went through it in the negotiations and all of those good things so michael is this phenomenal player that's playing at north carolina um you know he wins the ncaa championship he is um you know named player of the year and then again he is one of the hottest players um coming out of college that is going to sign in the nba and uh we all know the story that michael doesn't get drafted first um you know there was akim olajuwon some people call him akim olajuwon because he did change his name I think twice in his career from Hakeem to Hakeem and then back to Hakeem. So yeah, you could follow along. Um, You might get a snicker out of that one. And then, and he was drafted essentially by the Houston Rockets. Now for them, they kind of did work out because they did win two titles. Uh, But I think the controversial pick is the number two pick. Um, They had a lot of different pieces, meaning the Portland Trailblazers and ultimately did decided to go with a big man, the second best big man in the, in the, uh, the 85 draft, which was Sam Bowie, and they didn't win one title. So that was a huge regret as the the Chicago Bulls decided to pick with the number three pick. 
um, the the star of, like, I guess, this movie in some respects, or at least the theme of this movie, and that would be Michael Jeffrey Jordan. So let's talk about the characters, Karen. So I think we have, no, there, there's, maybe give us your favorite character and maybe we'll start there. Ooh, favorite character? Um, I think, you know, the main character being Sonny Vaccaro. I mean, you can't go... I think Matt Damon portrayed him very well. I think, you know, just the energy and the gumption and the drive to get what he wanted. <laughs> I think, you know, going over the top, going behind the backs of the company, going directly to the mom, like, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I just can appreciate the drive and the tenacity that he had to get what he wanted um but at the same time like I also admire that the mom was like head of the household right you know mom had final say mom had a lot of input so I have much respect for you know Michael Jordan's mom throughout the movie as well and in his his career so yeah, I, I think if we start with with Sonny Vaccaro, um, Matt Demon did a, a fantastic job, and I, I'm sure there's there's definitely if you hear the true story, there's a definitely some Hollywood Hollywood that's a, a part of this, but his his gusto, his drive to make this work, he saw something that really no one else saw. Um, yeah. He is a true student of the game of basketball, and. Um, you know, he he bent slash broke uh, a few rules here and there <laughs> and uh, um, literally put his whole career on the line, everything that he stood for. But he know what he saw and it really had to get some people to uh, to eventually buy into. And it only had to be a couple, including Phil Knight, eventually. Yeah. But uh, I think Matt Damon did a phenomenal, like probably outside Dolores, which you've also really reference Dolores Jordan which is MJ's mom those are by far I think the two best characters in the entire movie yeah um Matt Damon was great but I think uh some of the the uh the pieces that we had with Matt Matt and his some of the speeches that he came up with including <laughs> the infamous speech that um uh, whether that actually happened that way or not is to be determined we weren't in the room uh, in in 85 but I think the way he portrayed himself and how they were really going to create a brand around him versus hey he was just going to be another you know young athlete that was going to wear a shoe I, I think that was very captivating um, and it was something really special to kind of see and then if we kind of flip over to Dolores I think yeah her being like the head of the household and and, and not necessarily the one that held the cards but had the vested interest in Michael and, and really had some really good insights of what she wanted for her son, but what she wanted a brand to truly create for him. Yeah. Um, I think that it said a lot about her. I think it said a lot about just like even the inner workings of how their, their family was. And Hey, you know, you mm -hmm. know, he, you know, Sonny arrives at the house, although he shouldn't have been there, but um, he arrives at the house and, uh, his dad is out front um, and, um, you know, he sends her right to Dolores and Dolores works her magic and, and negotiations and yep. she knows what she wants for her son. And uh, it doesn't go 
as easily as probably Sonny thought it would. Um, but same time, I think just to even, I think when he kind of got an inch, he thought he could take the whole mile and uh, she wasn't letting him have it that way. So I think those were two amazing characters. So we definitely have to talk about Phil Knight and the, mm -hmm. the jury is out obviously because some people don't like him as an actor other people think he's wonderful and that's Ben Affleck playing Phil Knight what were your thoughts uh so yeah I'm in the camp of Ben Affleck being okay um his portrayal of Phil Knight I mean granted I don't know I haven't seen Phil Knight in action um a lot so I don't know how his portrayal is but from the stills that were shown at the end of the movie I was like okay so you have like the bare feet thing going you're a runner like you yeah you know and at the same time I did feel like his portrayal of Phil Knight as an actor was maybe obvious that he was acting mm-hmm Whereas you look at Viola Davis, you look at um, uh, Matt Damon, it was a little more natural and like free flowing their their skills. Whereas, like I said, Ben Affleck, I feel like was more trying. Yeah, he was definitely trying. Like, so we talk about, as you say, free flowing or it, it seemed far more natural for the the other two, yeah. the other two and he was rigid he, he like we've seen him in so many different roles and yeah he seemed very buttoned up in cookie cutter versus yeah you really could believe that this was phil knight and you look yeah. at them you know hey you know there's pictures of phil knight at the end of the movie and he's got no beard but then ben, ben affleck has a beard at one point during the but not saying that phil knight never grew a beard and not yeah. during that time and you know you can say that, hey, the stress of them trying to create this basketball sector of their business. Yeah, he grew a beard or whatever. Like you, you can say neither here nor there, but you, you just I, I think if you go the three characters, it's he's third out of three in yeah. terms of believability, engagement, yeah. like just like and I think, you know, there's the mystique of Phil, Phil Knight. And I don't know if Ben really captured this high yeah. and mighty you know guru of the sneaker world and you know nike I, I think at one point had you know i think they showed in the movie less than 20 percent, and now yes. they have like 70 uh yeah. percent of the of the of the market so it, it was a different time i think he took a good swing at it yeah sure not, not that i could think of an uh an actor off the top of my head that would done a better job he just like it's like, mm, yeah, he's there. I'm going to just focus on the other two because I just in, in, am far more enjoying the other two and their their acting skills and how they're portraying these characters than, right. than Ben, and, per se. And I think with Phil Knight, yes, being head of Nike, I think in purposes of the movie, he was more of a secondary character. He wasn't, it wasn't, he wasn't at the forefront, like the relationship between uh, Sonny and Dor uh, Dolores. Yeah. Yeah. Th this was definitely not the Phil Knight story. This was no, exactly how did the Jordan brand and how did MJ ultimately sign with, with Nike. So we kind of covered the plot, you know, Nike's a yeah. struggling brand. They're third on the depth chart, you know, between, 
you know, Adidas is head and shoulders ever over everyone else. Converse is is second, and Converse has Dr. J and Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. All you know, the the three best players essentially in the NBA are all signed, and Dr. J has just come over in in recent years. They won the NBA titles as part of the Sixers, and um, he is the, the current high flyer, if you want to call him that, in the NBA. He's doing things that we've never seen done. And then, but there's this kid in North Carolina that is doing those things. And I think, you know, he, he played in Converse um, in in college, and that's what uh, North Carolina was sponsored by. But he, Michael's true passion was the Adidas brand. And I, I think at the, the times, you, you kind of, you know, line things up. Run DMC was like the biggest um hip-hop act in the world and they were wearing mm -hmm. superstars or pro shells with no laces and yeah. they had all the great songs and, and th yeah. that's where people wanted to be and uh i think in part that's why mj was really interested in signing and the, the way that the things go um nike really needs to turn their basketball brand around and that's how they're going to grow their business and you know they grew it from phil knight selling shoes out of his trunk to yep. it's a billion dollar business which is pretty amazing but that's not where phil wanted the trajectory of, of the business and they you know ultimately sunny sees that they needed one guy they didn't need 15 guys they didn't need three guys and they had money for three and the, the, the that scene that they talk about all the different players and and for I, I'm a diehard basketball player, so they, they're making fun of these guys essentially that he's not good enough or he is he's a problem child. Charles Barkley being the person that they talk about, which is yeah. was pretty funny. Uh, and then you know you know they talk about John Stockton his lack of marketability and he was you know farther down the uh, the depth chart. And um, ultimately, Sonny walks away and and you know throws up Michael Jordan. They, no one really bites, and then. He just has this crazy vision that it's got to be Michael, and they try, he creates a whole thing. I think it was really cool to see how they actually came to be of making the shoe and what the shoe looked like and the conversations that went around it. Yeah, and um, yeah, I, th I think that was really interesting, and obviously the conversations that kind of went through in the actual negotiation of him sending and the stress that you could see Sonny was wearing yes. I think it was was just it was priceless that well, he wanted I'm, equity in the shoe go ahead please. yeah no sorry and I mean and it wasn't just his job that he put on the line it was the whole basketball team everybody it was yeah. everybody's job that he put on the line so it wasn't just his livelihood yeah. It was everybody's, you know, including, you know, I mean, we didn't even mention Howard White, like, again, a small. Yeah. He, he played a definitely a, a, a critical in role. the movie. He did. And, you know, he. um, Yeah. So, I mean, he. It was just. The stress that he had for not just his livelihood but everybody slurring on him and it was just sibling he was having second thoughts he was like mm, maybe 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 how are we going to get over this mountain this you know how are we going to convince this family to choose nike over adidas yeah so i, I think when we think about 
all of the different things that happen. I think you brought up a good point before we got started is let's talk about the shoe. Let's talk about the curation of the shoe. You know, what are you, what are your initial thoughts? And we actually, we call the shoe essentially, it's almost literally a character. It just didn't speak. Um, exactly. What, what are your thoughts on the shoe? Um, I mean, it's quintessential Jordan, right? You know, the way that they, came up with the shoe and it was interesting how they said oh how was how did it go again it was the shoe was to represent the player the person the person wasn't going to just wear it this was supposed to be a depiction of this player and so the the amount of design and technology that went into designing and creating the shoe was just you know, interesting to see how it all plays out in the background and to see the thought process of what went into creating um, the Jordan one. Yeah. And and I think, you know, really interesting, you know, that you, you kind of touch on a couple things for me is one is, is really thinking about, you know, the, the version, you know, the, the band version versus, mm-hmm. um, the band version versus the Chicago. And now you, 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 if you see the movie and in retrospect, like you now understand why people literally were losing their mind over the lost and found Jordan one. Um, yeah. And then you think about the projections that this shoe had. And it's like, Hey, if we can do, I think the number was like $20 million over three years where we're good. And then they do like 165 million in the first year. And there's there's a an interesting stat I found like um, uh, with Foot Locker they ordered like five thousand pairs, hmm. uh, and uh, oh no five hundred pairs I believe not five thousand five hundred pairs, and then they wanted to go back and quadruple what wow. they ordered after the first day because it was just like supposed to be here's a rookie, he you know he made the game winning shot he wasn't like. Yeah. Um, he wasn't the first pick overall, like no one was really talking about him. And, you know, even as Jordan, as a player, like, I think his really, his really coming out was what he did kind of in between his first year Mm -hmm. in the NBA and that game when he shot in college. So he went to this, um, he was playing for the Olympic team at the time and he absolutely took off and people realized like, this isn't just the kid that made was open for the game winning shot. This isn't the kid that, you know, thought for sure if he got the ball, he would make the shot and they ran the play for him to make the shot. Yeah. He was just head and shoulders better than everyone else that he ever, that he played with. And that was kind of the perspective that Sonny was seeing in comparison mm-hmm. to any other person. And this really kind of led the trajectory of, you know, that he was going to be the guy like he's the guy that is going to change the game and if we get him yeah. it will change basketball and sneaker history forever yeah. yeah um so it was some really good insight but I, I think you know it's one of those things i think they're really trying to tell the story but you know if we kind of talk about debunking a few things that happen in the movie so strategically obviously the whole airship thing doesn't get mentioned so for the listeners that don't know they create the shoe the chicago version and then there's the band version and 
the conversation that ends up ultimately having in the movie, they talk about, oh, well, so this is not enough white on it. We're mm -hmm. going to get fined. That doesn't come up in real life. That doesn't come up until the shoe is worn. And it's actually not even yeah. the Jordan 1 because the Jordan 1 isn't prepared until like the All-Star game of the same season, which is the season starts in late October, early November. And this the shoe is not actually ready for actually to for consumption for public until like February. This is why the launch date of the shoe is always in February when they used to reintroduce the new version. He started the season wearing the airship, but in the same colorways as Chicago and what they were building the shoe. So he got the shoe around Christmas and then they really started to have him wear it. But it was like people are going, holy crap, what does he have on mm -hmm. and how do I get that? It's like, it's just not available right now. It's just yeah. for him. So yeah. they built up this whole mystique about the shoe. But in the movie, it really gives you the impression that he wore it day one and that was it and it, it in real life it just didn't happen that way right. and then they don't want to kind of you know the mystique of the airship because that was the shoe that he wore first and that's the shoe that he got fined wearing so the fine started happening because they didn't know he was going to get fined but the movie spins it that the fine they knew they were going to get fined and mm -hmm that we're just going to tell the, the the Jordan family that we're going to pay the fine. So yeah. there's some a, a few nuances that are in there, but I think for theatrical purposes, yeah. it wakes out way better the way that they told the story. <laughs> and clearly Michael had to sign off it. So did Phil Knight. So did, so did Nike. And so it all works out in the end. Yeah. Some creative, um, some creative leeway here. Yeah. And 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 then and then they think the other major part, like there, there's some leeway, is the whole negotiation thing. So yeah. the converse part is very accurate. It's like, hey, you're just gonna be one of the guys. We have like the best quote unquote yeah. group of athletes that are out there. And we have Larry Bird, who's won a title. We have yeah. Magic Johnson that's won a title. We have Dr. J that's won a title. You should just come and join us. And then the whole Adidas thing, eh, the, the Adidas thing is somewhat loose because they don't, that really, apparently there was never an argument. There's really never even a meeting, but the way that the movie is spun, that there was a meeting, they had an internal disagreement of what happened, um, mm -hmm. meaning the Adidas team, he, Michael still wanted to be part of Adidas. They offered him anything, but the movie, the way they spin it, ultimately he goes to Nike. Nike gives him this whole thing. And then you hear at the end that Adidas never really had offer. And that's true. Adidas didn't offer him anything. But the, the whole premise that Nike was under tremendous pressure because Adidas was going to come with an offer that apparently that, it, according to those that have been interviewed, so Phil Knight, Sonny, that is not exactly how it happened. Right. They knew that they needed to secure him. The whole mm -hmm. negotiation of they wanted to give him equity. At least that's how they presented themselves when they've been interviewed. They mm -hmm. wanted to give him equity because they just saw it as being the biggest thing right. that ever. Like not the stress of, oh my God, we can't give him equity. We've never done a deal like 
Hollywood yes. made that way more yeah. significant. Than and I think this was. is where documentaries also, you know, you've got the documentary story, you've got, you know, the participant's story, and then you got somewhere in the middle, yes. right? Right. So I feel like, sure, perhaps, you know, Nike's or the documentaries telling of the whole negotiating is a bit of um, just to kind of, you know, bring up that feel good or that, you know, um, just to play more on emotions yes. in the movie. Then you have the story that Phil Knight and Sonny tells and it's like, well, I'm sure it's slightly true, but I'm sure that is also like also maybe over exaggerated a little bit sure we were going to offer that to him anyways like you know same thing with his mom saying you know requesting that she wants this for her son right again we weren't on that phone call no we were not exactly (laughs) we don't exactly know what the true story is so i feel like somewhere amongst those three stories of how the whole negotiating went with the um with the ownership of the Jordan brand um is out there somewhere between the three stories that we've heard. Yeah. So I again I I totally co-sign what you're saying. And I think when you, you think about it, and I think you gotta take the perspective that they're making a movie. Yeah. This is yes. a this is not like this is not a documentary. This is a movie. So yes. to spin yes. the story. And make it way more captivating than it exactly. actually is exactly. fabulous theory because oh my god, yeah. like if you don't know the story, if you walked in and say, oh, let me see this movie, or you know, such and yeah. such wants to watch it, and we're gonna sit down and watch it and see what it's all about. I think to hear that's almost like, oh my god, are they gonna get him? Is it gonna happen? Exactly. What's gonna happen? Is they gonna walk away? How does this end? Like for someone that the, the average listener that may not know the story or, or captivated yep. by sneakers like you and I are, yep. that is that is great theater. And that's why Absolutely. I love how the story ends up being versus, you know, me debunking and being this. Taking the shininess away from it. And saying, no, you did it wrong. That didn't happen that way. Um, I think it, it makes sh- it for a wonderful Hollywood story. and Absolutely. From an entertainment point of view, it was a very good movie to watch. Yeah. You know, and I feel like, you know, um, just to sort of take um, the movie and the impact on like the Jordan 1 silhouette in the sneaker community today, how that's impacted the community, especially in the last few years where, you know, ones just went crazy crazy where everybody just needed every single shoe that came out and it was like Mm -hmm. you know and now you look at store shelves and even on websites where ones are kind of sitting now where you wouldn't want fours because fours is the silhouette this season this year but it's just interesting to see the tidal waves and it's interesting to see you know the impact that a sneaker had in the community yeah. like it's changing yeah. it shifting it from like adidas shell toes from the converse all-stars to you know to a like a jordan one yeah yeah it's it's it is really interesting and in how like this one shoe mm-hmm. like literally like 
bigger than any other shoe. It, it's totally changed the landscape yeah. of what yeah. sneakers have been and what they've become and where it's going. Yeah. All in one fail swoop of a yeah. signing of some kid from North Carolina. So <laughs> it, it, it is pretty amazing. So let me, let me ask you, what is the highlight that kind of sticks out in your mind when it comes to this movie? Um, ooh, good question. I think it was seeing for me, there was a, there were a couple of highlights for me. The first one being was when, you know, Sonny's looking at Jordan's tapes and he like, just looks at that one shot and he just keeps rewinding it and rewatching it and rewinding it and rewatching it. And it was like, oh my God, this is the kid. This is the kid yeah. we need. This is the kid we want. I want. Right. The other part was at the very end of the movie when you see Sonny on the track trying to run. Oh, that was priceless. <laughs> that was priceless. That I was like, F this, there's no chance no that way. I am no doing it. It's like, I don't need to run for crap. <laughs> I'm trying not to swear because like, I got little kids now listening to this podcast and they'll be very <laughs> interested in this one. So yeah, to totally, <laughs> so, totally. That is a, that is a priceless moment, but that I think it's a priceless it, moment. I think for me, the, the one, I think it was the, 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 the final interaction before the deal is done yeah. between Dolores and Sonny. And like mm -hmm. Sonny is like trying to rationalize and she is just, she's locked in on how this is going to go. So it's like, Sonny, you're going to do it my way or it's not really going to happen. Not going to happen. Yep. But I also think that I, I think of a couple other moments is when we see the shoe the first time. And, and I, I don't remember yeah. his name, but when the creator talks about the shoe yeah. and then the shoe is going to be, could be higher or lower or it could be whatever, mm -hmm. just because it's going to be made for Michael Jeffrey Jordan. I think yeah. that is a, that is a really cool scene. Yeah. But I think my favorite is Sonny selling like the dream and like, Hey, they run this, they run this, oh, th this clip, yeah. this clip. And like, it is just basic, boring highlights of Michael Jordan, which he's seen a hundred times when he's like, he does like and the, many people, Nike doesn't make sneakers. They do make sneakers, but that's not their DNA. They are yeah. a marketing company. They sell a story. They right. captivate you with what the ambiance or what the integral details are how it's going to make you feel and making that emotional connection with yeah. a product that you desire it that you want to be part of it you cannot live without and mm -hmm. his speech about how this shoe is going to change everything how the shoe is going to be specifically yeah. for michael and yeah. how we will build a brand and that was that's the captivating thing why they ultimately signed because everyone just wait, well, you can just, we give you a shoe and you can just wear it. We're going to build every, you're the, you are the sun and we are going to build a whole universe around, around you. It, yeah. And for that, and to see his dad just smile, it's like, oh crap, we, we're going to <laughs> Nike. This, this, it's, a, it's a wrap. Go ahead, Dolores, say what you want, negotiate. It's like, we ain't going anywhere else. No one is selling yeah. us yeah. this. Um, I think yeah. it's a really, really interesting a really interesting piece about the uh, the whole ambiance of uh, of how everything goes. So, yeah, if you were to rate the movie, mm -hmm. how would you rate it out of ten? 
out of 10. Um, you know what? I would probably give it a, a like an eight out of 10. Okay. I would give I'd it go with a seven eight. and a half. Yeah, I was Ben knocks it down at least a full point for me. Yeah, um, I was debating like seven, eight, you know. But I think, you know, Matt Damon, Viola Davis, they really saved the movie. Sure. Because it could it easily could have been really bad. It really they really it could. I think their performances yeah. made the movie good. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. So if we go in Cisco and Ebert fashion, I'll be Cisco and I will give it definitely a thumbs up. I'll give it a All thumbs right, up. So too. Thumbs up. So if you haven't seen it, definitely watch it. Um and I think Karen, as we kind of talked about in the onset. Mm-hmm. I think this can be a thing. I think we can now go back and I think they're all timeless because they're all yeah. produced. There's documentaries. There's so many pieces out there about sneakers. You can just, yeah. we can just pick any old thing. We can chop it up. We watch it on our own leisure yep. and, uh, and come together and, and talk about uh, what the movie means. How does it, how is it relevant today? I think there's just so many things out there. So um, yep. I think this was fun. I think this is good to talk about ah. this movie. And, and again, it's the Jordan one. It's really interesting to see if they make, you know, does Adidas make a movie? Because you know, we know that the Adidas brand right now is struggling. Like, like let's just, just a wee bit. Just like, a wee bit. Let's just let's be honest. Like, hey, they, they they had to go, and I know this is about Nike, but literally they had to go back and talk to one Kanye West and say, hey, yeah, we need to figure out a way to sell. The half a billion dollars worth of sneakers yeah. that are sitting in a warehouse that we created for you and yep. you went a little rogue on us so now we got to find a way to sell your sneakers so hey for those that don't know quote-unquote uh adidas and uh and mr yay got back into bed and say hey we're gonna try and s- try to end our relationship amicably so there's a bunch of stuff that's made. Maybe they'll make a shoe or two more that we, we just probably will never know. No. But they're now going to try to sell everything that they've already produced. So, you know, mm-hmm. Adidas, you know, kind of, if you saw the their Q1 report, they snuck, the, I think, with a 0.1% gain yeah. over last year. And it's like, hey, great for them. They didn't have any Yeezys. Um, you know, supply chain and other things were happening. So for them to just even break even is is a win but with no yeezys yeah maybe they can have a very promising q2 because the stuff is already made they just need to say yeah. when and where it's going to be released and it'll be interesting yeah. to see how the public kind of you know takes yeezy how, and whether how, they want to gravitate to it whether like yeah. me that i i literally the second this all happened and he got dropped i've not put on a pair of yeezys and i don't know if i ever will like i i, I think maybe because wow. I have a couple pairs that I really like. Yeah, uh, I don't have that many. It's night and day between Nike and Adidas, but I just, I, I think from a moral standpoint and just the things that were said and, and how he feels about certain things, mm-hmm. I think I've really decided that I'm not 100% sure if I would ever wear his product again, just right. because how he's offended people and made certain people feel so. Fair. Um, however, with a portion of the sales, 
I'm not sure of the percentage, but I think I know, it's 15% is going to charity. Well, yeah. So for the organizations that he spoke out against, um, but I also know that he's also entitled to commission on those sales too. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping perhaps, you know, if you don't want to donate all of your commission to said organizations or... I mean, I would say organization of his choice, but Lord only knows where that money would go. Um, I'm saying, you know, I, I don't know. I have a few pair of Yeezys as well. I'm, I'm, I don't know what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and I know there's multiple schools of thought. Like there's people says, well, if I bought the Yeezys, they're my shoes and I should wear whatever I want. And it's like, Hey, yeah. but I, I think all we, we all know that what you wear and what you decide to you know, put out there is a ref or it's not only a reflection of your style and mm -hmm. it's also a reflection of who you are and what you believe in. So some people, Hey, you yeah. know, it's, it's about it. This is a shoe. This is not a reflection of who I am. And I paid $350 Canadian for some of these models. Yeah. I should wear whatever I want to wear. And yeah. other people it's like, I, I just stand for equality and so many other things and yeah. a group that got offended and there was no apology. There still hasn't been an apology of what's actually happened. No. So no. I don't even know if we'll even get that before we get that. We're just talking about, you know, Adidas trying not to go down with the ship and find a way to make a couple extra bucks. And Hey, Kanye is not even a billionaire. So he's trying to make a couple bucks here. So, and yeah. we know that he has unfortunately some health issues. So I don't, I don't, I don't even know. It, where the, the decision right now is what place is coming from could there be a decision two weeks from now that he says no i'm totally out this is not happening forget yeah. adidas and blah 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 we don't know yeah. because he's just that kind of person right now unfortunately yeah i wish he got help i wish he he felt better about things but well i guess we'll have to wait and see but i have we me personally have zero interest in reviewing yeah. anything like it's it's just like for me it's happening great perfect it's yeah. good for people that like his sneakers and i have friends that do but i have zero interest to even talking about it beyond this conversation i'm, I'm kind yeah. of taking my uh my land land in this or line in the sand yeah with uh with how i feel about uh this recent development because i thought they were done they're gonna burn those shoes they're gonna donate them to charity and and call it a day but no adidas has got some money to make and he's taken and some is going to charity which i guess is a nice gesture what charity again we don't know but i have yeah. no interest i'm not sure what organizations either all i know is they were organizations that um he, uh, kanye spoke out against so we shall see what those organizations are. We shall see if the if this new deal does come to fruition mm -hmm. and we see sales happening. Yeah. We'll see. I guess only time will tell. But only uh, time will tell. Thank you everyone for listening. Again, available on YouTube as well as all streaming platforms. But this is McDonald and LaRue at the movies, Sneaks, Rhymes and Life, as we reviewed the movie Air. Peace. Bye for now. Bye.